0: Welcome to the Self-Care Tarot Podcast with me, Kat Crawford. A podcast that uses tarot to delve a little deeper into self-exploration, enhance your journaling and aid with spiritual development. Welcome back, everybody. I um, just want to start out by saying I'm so sorry about my voice. I have had this horrible mega flu. Um, that's been going around. I know a couple of people that have had it and it just wiped me out for like over two weeks. I think it was nearly two weeks and uh, yeah I completely lost my voice and I think today is the first day that I have it back fully so I sound terrible but here we are and I just wanted to kind of again say thank you to everyone who's got in touch with me about the podcast DM'd me, emailed me, um, talked to me on Twitter about it. Everyone has been really supportive and has given me some great feedback. So thank you all for continuing to listen and I hope you will all stick with me for future episodes as well. So in the previous episode we had a look at the King of Swords and being mindful of how much time and energy we spend kind of in our own heads and with our own thoughts and how we can better manage that, balance that. And, uh, yeah, so really just having a look at that very airy headspace energy and how we can make time for that and how we can, um, put that to one side when we feel like we need to put it to one side. So when it comes to the minor arcana, I tend to split the four suits into two different categories. So I have internal energy and external energy. And the wands and the pentacles I class as external energy, 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 and the cups and the swords I class as internal energy. So it just helps me to figure out whether it's um, energy that you are keeping within or whether it is energy that you are dispelling out into the world. Um, So this week we're going with a more external energy. Um, We're talking about the wand, wands cards. Oh my god, I can't even speak today. So you may have noticed by the title, this week's card is the seven of wands. And consequently, we are looking at self-limiting beliefs that can arise when we have decided to do something big or awesome or something that kind of diverts from a very well-trodden path. Maybe it's your own path, maybe it's something that you have kind of been doing long term and now you're kind of wanting to change up a bit or maybe it is a generational thing, maybe it's something that Everyone in your family has done a certain thing and now you want to divert from that thing. Um, And so we're looking at the self-limiting beliefs that can arise when we are in those particular situations. But not just that, how we can also tackle other people's self-limiting beliefs that they may project onto us. So that's something that's very common when you, um, especially if it's a generational thing, start to divert from what your family or what your group of friends kind of deem as normal Um, and then that kind of throws other people off and they project their fears onto you. So we're looking at those self-limiting release from others and how they may affect us and how we can kind of um, work around that as well. So I'm going to try and make this episode not as long as the others, just because as you can hear, I can't really talk very well. (laughs) So yeah, I think we should just get stuck into it. If you've got your tarot deck near you or you can bring up an image of the seven of wands just to have it kind of visually in front of you, I highly recommend it. But yeah. So let's get on with the show. So, the Seven of Wands. So if you do have the Seven of Wands in front of you, um, especially if it's the Rider Waite deck, it can often bring up feelings of dread or you kind of have that feeling of, oh, okay, here we go. Um, Because often it can be a sign of struggle. It can be a sign of having to fight, whether it's with yourself or with others. Um, So it is a card that people don't tend to relish when they get it. (laughs) I know I don't relish it when I get it. Um, But there's a lot in it that we can take away from it and really turn into... A beneficial energy or positive takeaways. So, when I first started learning the tarot, um, I would read the Seven of Wands as a conflict from others. So, basically, me having to defend myself against some sort of external energy. And it absolutely can be that. But I find that it is so much easier um, and a lot more beneficial, especially from a self-care tarot perspective, to start with looking at my own thoughts and behaviors before I start kind of pointing the finger at anyone else. So there's a quote from Voltaire, I'm going to sound like so pretentious right now, I'm going to sound like an absolute twat, I'm sorry, um, but there's a quote from Voltaire um, where he says, one must cultivate one's own garden and basically it's taking care of what's going on with you before you start kind of accusing other people or bringing in any external energies um, to muddy up kind of what's, what's up with you. Basically trying to project onto other people what's actually going on within you internally. So I titled this episode Protecting Your Own Dreams with the Seven of Wands and what I mean by that is that sometimes... What we really want to attract into our lives can meet with resistance from our own self-limiting beliefs and kind of negativities that we have created long-term, kind of over the years that we've been alive. And if we don't stand up for what we really want, if we kind of allow those self-limiting beliefs and those negative thoughts to have an impact, a negative impact, um it can mean that we completely lose those dreams and we give up on those dreams and those desires and that's not what we want to do we want to be able to think of something that we would absolutely love to do and we want to be able to do it we want to be able to live our life with joy and happiness and excitement and wonder because we only get one like (laughs) yolo we only get one life so if we allow our self-limiting beliefs and our negativities to kind of keep us down and stop us from doing it, then we would never do anything. And then we get to the end of the life and be like, well, I didn't do anything other than stay in my comfort zone and do the same things over and over and over again. So we can use the seven of wands to kind of help us to battle against those things or work through them, um, kind of figure out, where they're coming from, break them down, so that we then have the power and the passion and the drive to do the things that we really, really want to do. So the seven ones basically comes in and it is that fire, like that fire in the belly, that we need to stand up and say, No, you know what? I want this thing and I'm gonna get it. So we have to show that kind of inner voice, like we were talking about um in episode three, I think it was, that it is something we're not willing to give up on or let go of that we're very determined that this thing that we really want is going to happen and we have to kind of I don't want to say fight against yourself because that creates um a lot of negativity in itself and we have to come up to conflict with ourselves and oh, my voice is starting to go oh no but what it is really about is I think if we can kind of Hark back to episode three and that kind of two of swords in a voice work that we did. It is us basically saying, we know what we want. we're strong enough to take whatever hits we get from this risk that we're about to take. We are strong enough to overcome them, we're strong enough to not allow them to deter us or to create longer-term issues. We are more than able and we are empowered enough to take the good with the bad. So when we're talking about the seven of wands, how can it help when it comes to going up against self-limiting beliefs? So my favorite thing about the wands is that they really give you that kind of fiery, passionate energy that you need to tackle whatever comes your way. So they are deliberately filled with confidence and that kind of empowered, drive that we we all need from time to time. And then it's just up to us to decide how we channel that or where we channel it into. So with the seven of wands, it's like we've got um a second in command. Um someone that has our back in a fight that can help us to stand up for ourselves and what it is we're trying to achieve. So it's that kind of support system that we need. It's that kind of, um, I always think of it as someone in the background, like being your hype man and just being like, yeah, you can do that. Or if you're in an argument, that that person that's standing in behind them being like, yeah, what she said, like, yeah. That's how I kind of see the seven of wands. This really fiery, supportive kind of friend that's standing in the background, cheering you on and really willing you to do whatever it is that you want to do. So when we journal with the seven of wands, um, what we can also do is break down why we want to do what we want to do so badly. Like, why do we want this thing? Why do we want to make these changes? Why do we want to take these risks? Why do we want to take these actions? What is it that, that is driving us? What is, the fire behind that. So we can start to uncover the reasoning and facts around why we're trying to attract what we want so badly. So how will it benefit us? What will it bring um, with it into our lives? So can this thing help us build the confidence we need to really push forward with our plans and take intentional action to just, you know, get shit done? And the core keyword, because a lot of the times, especially when you're first learning out in tarot, you will learn um, certain keywords or phrases that sum up the energy of each card. So I always, because I kind of built that foundational knowledge, I always have that one keyword that kind of springs to mind whenever a card comes up. And for the seven of Wands, that keyword for me um, is confidence. And it's that confidence that can help us stand up and plant our feet whenever those self-limiting beliefs or even external negativities, when those things are really kind of coming at us and we're having to defend and protect those um, dreams and desires. Hello my dears, I just wanted to drop in and remind you guys that if you are looking for a unique and personal tarot reading, you can book an email tower reading through my website and each reading is done especially for you based on a burning question or a problem that you're currently battling with and we use a 10 card celtic cross spread to better understand the energies at play so these readings are perfect if you're feeling like you need a bit of guidance from the universe Or if you're feeling like you're getting in your own way of your goals. So after chatting briefly over email, I toddle off to do your reading and compile all my findings into a very beautiful PDF for you to peruse at your leisure. As well as an overview of your spread, you'll get a full breakdown of each card in your spread and what it means. Plus, at the end of each PDF booklet, I offer recommendations around how you can take the next steps and make the most of the guidance the cards has offered to you. So that includes meditations, visualizations you can do, journal prompts, and even product recommendations that I think could help you. So if you are interested in booking your own email tarot reading, just head on over to theselfcareemporium.com forward slash services and fill in the booking form. All links will also be in the show notes if you need them. And yeah, so can't wait to chat with you. See you soon, guys. So we've talked a lot about self-limiting beliefs. There's kind of like self-created enemies, I guess is a good word to use. Um, But what if these things that the seven of wands is saying we have to kind of stand up against what if those things are from a third party or an external energy what if they're coming from somebody else or something else so of course sometimes negativity or pessimism comes from the people who surround us so sometimes they can take the form of an unsupportive partner or parent or friend um and often this energy can be harder to battle against because it's coming from the outside. So you're not a hundred percent responsible for that energy coming towards you. Um, and often as well, it can feed those self-limiting beliefs and they slowly start to become validated because they're they're being validated by this external source these other people are validating those self-limiting beliefs that you've already got about yourself um and then that can give them a tighter grip over us so it's not just us battling against other people's negativity it is other people's negativity feeding our own negativity that can often um be really tricky to kind of handle and navigate so something we need to remind ourselves when we do face this external um negativity or, or kind of just bad vibes. Um, and sometimes the seven of wands can be kind of a nice reassuring message that their self-limiting beliefs are not yours. No matter how much they want them to be yours, they're not. And often people will do this. They'll project their own fears and, and, um, self-limiting beliefs onto other people Because a pain shared is pain halved. So it's a lot easier for them to exist if everybody around them is in pain. So that's something to remember when you are kind of faced with, especially if there are people that you cannot get away from. So family members, or maybe you're stuck in a relationship right now that you're trying to eventually get out of, but right now you're just struggling to kind of exit. So really understanding that just because these people are saying something or just because these people are acting towards you in a certain way, that's making you feel bad about yourself. Whatever they're doing, it is not personal to you. It is not, it's not really anything to do with you. It's just them dealing with their stuff in a very negative, not very healthy way. So like we said, it can be very tricky to fight against um, what somebody else is projecting onto you. But in this case, you have to fight fire with fire so match their seven of wands energy so them coming at you with your own seven of wands energy so when they tell you that you can't do something you stand up even taller than you were before and you say that you will do it so when they say it will never happen to you you say it's already on its way to me so never back down um never surrender just stand up for what you really want even if deep inside you kind of start to go, oh, well, maybe they're right. Ignore that voice. Don't don't listen to it. Be like, no, you know what? I am going to do this. Or no, I am going to take this path in life. Even if it's kind of like a fake it till you make it, if you have to. If it's not something that subconsciously you, you're feeling, if you kind of feel that doubt creeping in, then try and create this Seven of Wands persona. So I, I think if you've got the Rider Waite deck the imagery on this deck is a really powerful one because it is a person with a, um, a staff or, or wand fighting against all these other ones. But you don't see who's behind the other ones. They're just there coming at you and you have to kind of fight them off. And so um, it's quite a general generalized card, which is why I always read it as... Either self-limiting beliefs coming from inside of you or external, because they could be coming from anywhere really. But the imagery on that card is a really powerful and empowering one if you kind of stare at it for long enough and you kind of embody it. And it is saying, you know, even if you think all those people are right, you stand up and you say, No, you're not. And you do whatever it takes, whether it's creating affirmations or um really kind of changing the way that you think challenging negative thoughts doing um negative thought challenges which i think i've talked about a couple of times in like blog posts and stuff but really taking a very proactive way to not allow those negativities to seep in so we've kind of talked about several self-limiting beliefs before and inner voices and things like that with the two of swords um but with the ones card it's all about the action that you take So it's not necessarily about changing those thought patterns and and convincing yourself otherwise. It's about really standing up and doing something about that and really doing something that is going to help you protect yourself. So if we talk about this on a more practical note, so when you've been surrounded by this energy for a long time, maybe you've been to a family gathering and your family are very negative or they're just not very nice to you because that honestly happens more often than you probably would think. Um, but if you've been surrounded by this energy, external negativity, all of that, it's always worth doing something that will cleanse that energy, so that you don't carry other people's shit with you. So you can do this in a manner of ways. I like to do, well, I, I like to change it up a bit depending on how I feel, but I like to do smoke cleansing. Um with different herbs like rosemary or I grow my own sage so sometimes I'll dry sage and, and use sage in like little herb bundles and I'll burn them and just basically cleanse myself or cleanse the area that I've been in and yeah you, you can do that if you can get um, dried herbs or if you grow herbs in your garden you want to dry them yield till you um but you can also choose an incense that reground you in your own kind of unique personal energy. So things like sandalwood, frankincense, um, palo santo, all really good kind of earthy, woody fragrances that really just kind of tap you into that root chakra and really ground you again. So you can also do cleansing meditations so you don't have to use smoke or incense or anything like that. You can do cleansing meditations where you visualize a cleansing white light kind of moving through your body and dispelling any negativity that may be lingering or kind of hanging on. Or you can wash the negativity away with a nice cleansing bath or a shower. So there really are like a thousand ways that you can do an energy cleanse. Um, So I highly recommend you guys have a look into that and kind of try and find a way that you really vibe with that kind of feels like the right way for you get rid of those people's negativities and pessimisms and things like that but it can also be really good if you if it's not external negativities that you're dealing with if it's internal you can kind of do this energy cleansing as well um to try and cleanse your own crap um and kind of get rid of that stuff to kind of lift you up a little bit So these energy cleansing techniques just ensures that when you have absolutely no choice but to be around people that kind of don't make you feel good or make you um, doubt yourself or whatever it is, um, you can always come back to yourself. This cleansing process in itself can be your seven of wands. So it can be your way of standing up for what you believe in and protecting yourself protecting what it is you want to do protecting those dreams um by reminding yourself what you want why you want it um and just to get back into your own body and your own energy and just take back your own power so it may not necessarily be a case of you like literally going out there and fighting people <laughs> um Because the Seven of Wands does have that kind of vibe where it's like, go out and fight everyone, fight the world. You don't have to do that. Taking the time to carve out some time for some energy cleansing and really just sitting in meditation, really refreshing that energy, getting back in touch with yourself, that can be radical enough in itself. It doesn't have to be something, some kind of grand gesture. That can be your Seven of Wands, that can be the way that you protect yourself. So just before we get on to the journal prompts, I wanted to really quickly go over as well a little bit of a warning about the Seven of Wands. Um, That may be something you want to look into. So we chatted a little bit about um, King of Swords warnings and kind of things to watch out for um, in the last episode with the King of Swords. This week it's a bit of a similar thing. So um we've looked at how the Seven of Waters Seven of Wards, it's like swords and wands mixed together. The Seven of Wands can give us that confidence and support for when we have to defend our dreams and desires, but can it cause any issues sometimes? So it is possible to be too protective um of whatever it is that we're trying to protect. So it could be your dreams, your beliefs, your desires. And sometimes we can jump to the defensive when it wasn't really needed. So like an out of control fight or flight reflex, it may be that we have to let other people in and accept advice from others to make things work. But we refuse to hear it. Um, We don't want to know. We kind of feel like, oh, other people are attacking me when really they're not. It could be A deeper rooted issue. So that's just something to kind of be very mindful of because sometimes it can feel like people are attacking us when actually they only have our best interests at heart. So we just have to be very mindful of that and make sure that if we are being protective or we are being defensive, it's coming from a positive place. It's not coming from a place of fear or control issues or anything like that. We have to just kind of check in with that. So a lot of the time with the 7 of wands it shows up, it can show up in an overly defensive position. So it's most often because we have a problem with control. Usually that's the biggest one. Um and that we don't like releasing control or feeling out of control. So we hold on as tightly as possible in order to remain in control of all the details. So control is a big one if you do have an issue with control and the 7 of wands comes up for you that may be something to work, work kind of into and having a look at how you can overcome that, whether that is the issue, whether that's where this kind of defensiveness is coming from. Again, just being really mindful of that. So Something I think is really helpful is when this card does come up and you think, oh yeah, this card is representing my protectiveness over these business ideas or this career path I want to take or um, this person I want to be with. So if that does come up for you it's worth taking a few minutes doesn't have to be that long to just step out of yourself and ask am I being too defensive about this am I being too protective and if the answer is yes then that gives you something to kind of work on in your own time and for your own self-development and the seven of wands has basically revealed to you a way you could progress and grow as a spiritual physical being and that's always awesome. So, if the 7 of wands does come up and it is addressing your own kind of um issues, your own defensive nature, don't then get defensive about the 7 of wands because that can be very easy. You can be like, "Oh, I'm feeling I feel very attacked by the 7 of wands right now." It's not attacking you. It's just allowing you a route to take in order to grow and to progress as A person and become a better version of who you are right now but if the answer is no because sometimes the answer is no i'm not being too protective or i'm not overreacting um if the answer for you is absolutely not you may be perfectly in your right to be that defensive then that is also valid very valid so when that happens you could then start to look at how you can tackle that energy coming at you so could you confront it head on? Could you find a way to release other people's energy so it doesn't stop you from moving forward? So again, there's like energy cleansing things. Is there something you could do? Are there any changes you could make to your routines? Any way you could make shifts to your own thought processes or actions that could really help you to um, avoid or even cut out that energy? So sometimes as well, especially when we're younger, kind of in our teenage years, we will hold on to whatever friends we can get and we will surround ourselves with people and they're not necessarily the right people and we can kind of hold on to them because it feels comforting and sometimes it feels like, oh, I couldn't possibly cut this person out of my life, but actually you probably could. So really having a look at those people that you surround yourselves, do you really need them in your life? Is there absolutely no way that you can cut them out? Or is there a way that you can kind of even just spend less time with them or limit your interaction with those people? So I'm not saying go out there and like completely cut off your family and go and live in a cabin in the woods. Just kind of having a look at other avenues that you could take to protect your own energy and really protect yourself from whatever it is that's coming at you. So this leads us very nicely into our journal section. So. Our first journal prompt for the Seven of Wands. If you haven't got your journal, go grab it. Now is your time. Um, If you want to come back to these journal prompts, they are all in the show notes, so you don't have to listen to the whole podcast again if you don't want to. Um, You can just skip to the show notes. They're on my website, on the blog section, so you can come back to it. Don't panic. But if you do have your journal and you have the Seven of Wands in front of you, now is the time to grab your pen. So, First journal prompt for the Seven of Wands, um, inviting us to assess and to get to know what is happening right now with that Seven of Wands energy. So, the first prompt is this Where am I currently feeling protective or defensive? What is it I'm trying to protect? So, we're starting off just by identifying what the Seven of Wands could be indicating. What's it referring to? What area are we looking at? Like, where where's our focus right now? So the second journal prompt is, who am I trying to protect this from? So is it myself, others, society? Um, And in this prompt, we are trying to figure out why the Seven of Wands energy has appeared and whether it is warranted. So again, we're kind of going to step outside of ourselves and really have a look at whether this defensiveness, this protectiveness is is needed or not, um, or a reaction based on a deeply rooted fear or belief. So really taking some time to assess who is it that is attacking us. Is it other people? Is it society? Is it just the world in general? Is it ourselves? Is it coming from somewhere within ourselves? So we're just trying to um, identify where this energy is and finally do i need to fully embrace the seven of wands energy or do i need to temper it so is it really what i need right now or is it actually causing other obstacles to be in my way so we need to understand when the seven of wands energy is useful to us because it isn't always what we need sometimes it's sometimes an impulse we didn't even know was there so we're really having a look at whether it is something that is aiding us, something that is guiding us in the right direction or whether it is something that we have to overcome. So these prompts are here to help you get better acquainted with this type of Seven of Wands energy and how it can manifest within yourself, um, within the world and just within your own life in general. So it's all about building self-awareness so that we can always take the right course of action. Wands cards, all about power, empowerment, strength, action, confidence. Um, And if we don't channel that in the right direction, it can often take us on a very bumpy path. So we're really trying to focus where this seven of wands energy is going, who it's directed at, where it's directed. Is it external? Is it internal? Um, And just getting better acquainted with that energy. So that is it for episode five. My voice managed to make it through. I'm so proud of it. Um, But yeah, that was the protective energy of the seven of wands, something that can really help us to Achieve those big dreams and stay focused on those awesome manifestations we've been working on. Um, But remember that it can also be an amazing tool for self-growth and self-awareness. And it's great energy to use to further yourself on so many levels. So that is all for this week. Um, Once again, if you can review drop me a comment on whatever podcast platform that you use that would be fantastic your reviews mean the world to me and they also really massively help the podcast as well also don't forget to share with other people that may be interested in the self-care tarot podcast and yeah that is it for episode five hopefully episode six i will sound like a normal human being but that is all i hope you all have a lovely week and i will speak to you very soon Bye guys.